It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. So right now, um, we have, yes, we have our lovely Annie. <laughs> and um, gosh, when did the first book, God, that's been, that's been, how many when years? When we were in Fayetteville with Dolores. Yeah, what, what year was that? 14. It was but but yeah, but the but the books, you know, when we when we get oh, them, 13, it's a year before know. that, so been about thirteen, I guess, yeah. when we got it. okay, um, yeah. So the first conference you did would have been fourteen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but Annie is, you know, another one of these special special people that you know that just sees all these. You know, she, she talks to all the elementals and sees the elementals and, and works with the, the other kingdoms and stuff. And, yeah, gosh, I, that's one of those abilities. You know, I have abilities, and, but it's not, that's not one of them. And, and, you know, we all have different abilities, but that is so special. And it's like, <laughs> but I don't have that ability yet. <laughs> yet, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I just don't have it yet, but I'm I'm open to it. <laughs> so, but it's so special. And what I love is these books are just amazing. And that's what they do is because that's part of it is you is believing one. You got to believe that it is there, and and it's all about the magic because it's, it's letting that magic in. And I can't tell you, I mean, you just get to know Annie and you know there's magic. I mean, you know you will believe in magic after you know her. So that's what it's about. I mean, and it's, it's this whole other world. So, and what are we saying? I mean, we're always talking about, you know, uh, other worlds and other dimensions and other like new earths and new things. I mean, that's how all this stuff is. Okay. Is that making sense? You know, that's, 
Yeah, I'll, anyway, it'll make sense once you hear her. <laughs> okay. Um, I know she has a regular 3D world that she lives in too. That's just so funny because we all do. We have our 3D worlds and then we have our, our this world, <laughs> our magical worlds. And so, but anyway, and we just keep, and these books have all been exploring. And the first book was all about her world, you know, of the growth. Uh, I'll let her explain all that. I mean, she's much better at it. But it's, it was how her guardian angel is actually the education of her guide, her guardian angel. So that's just, you know, that's what first intrigued. When that first came across mom's desk, it was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> this is very different. And then each one has been, I think she, well, actually the Dawn book, you said, came way before the other. And then, but the, each one does the other. Um, and then this one that just came out is the work of a guardian angel. So this is what they're actually doing. So see, they're progressing and they're showing what they're doing. And then it's really bringing in the elementals and the fairy beings and everything. So that's what's so cool is showing us this other world. And if you don't think they exist now, you will after this talk, okay? So without further ado, Annie Stillwater Gray. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Okay. First of all, thank you all for getting up early and being here. Thank you, Ozark Mountain, for changing my life, basically. And um, I also want to mention the speakers who came before me on the, at this conference, because each one of them have been working with their guides. Now, we all have a, a guardian angel, a single spirit guide that is signed on to take care of us. Your life guide is what I like to call it. And um, I'll talk about the books in the order they were done. But first, I want to th thank Dan Bird. I mean, he, he types, right? And his spirit guides were right there telling him what to type. Carolyn Greer Daly, automatic writing. Her guides are right there, working her hand. Kathleen Martin, she talked about telepathic downloads. I teach telepathy because that's the best way for you to have conversations with your life guide. I encourage everybody here to, how many people are working with their life guide right now? Not just know them, work with them, can have conversations back and forth. I love it. Every time I speak, there's more, and I love that. And also she talked about having a tingling when she works with higher vibrations and hearing tones, and there's a lot about that in these books. Um, and then, of course, Trisha. What can I say about Trisha last night? Um, she was amazing, and she had a tribe of guides around her. I don't know if you saw it, if the, those of you who can see the spirit, spirits. I think because she's been ill, she had extra. She had some extra healing guides with her, but she had a lot of guides on stage with her. So thank you all, and they all did a wonderful job. And I'm very honored to be here. You know, I kind of felt like after Trisha, I'm kind of like the sherbet, you know, that cleanses your palate. <laughs> So I wore my sherbet jacket here. No, now, no PowerPoint. I'm just going to, I like to really see you and interact with you. Really, I'm here for you. You know, I mean, if I were someplace for me, I'd be in my garden right now because in Maine we have a very short growing season and I have to get my beans in. 
but I'm here for you. And I'm here to encourage you to work with the spirit helpers around you. That's really my thing. And that includes not only your life guide, which I'll talk about, but also the elementals, and, and particularly the fairies and elves are the ones who are in your garden with you. So those are the ones I focus on. All right, so I'm gonna start with the Dawn book, which is the middle one, but it was the one first written. In uh, 1989, I had a really bad year. I was fired. I, I'm a radio person. I've done radio for many years, and not a real stable profession, and also really not great for women. And uh, I had also had a bad back injury, so I was pretty down. And uh, I was remembering my father who had a pension, you know, when he retired, and I, that was never going to happen for me. And I thought, oh, there's, what is there? And there's no security in this world. I was living in a pre-Civil War uh, house without running water. I had a hand pump, so I had to pump the water and then bring it over to the wood stove to heat it up to do the dishes. And with a back injury, that's not easy. So I was doing that, I was doing the dishes, something so simple, something many of us do every day. And my guide, who is on stage with me, those of you who can see, Darciman Stillwater, he's quite tall, he started talking to me. Now, I knew it wasn't me, my own thoughts, because he's, for one thing, it's a male voice and he's British. So I heard this, his accent and he said, you know, you never listen to classical music, you listen to rock and roll all the time. Why don't you listen to some classical music, right? So I went, okay. Now that's just pushed me over the edge. I'm sure that I've really lost it now, but he was very patient and I, I had, a, you remember, 89, it was vinyl, right? It was vinyl. I walked in and being in radio for all those years, I had a wall of vinyl and I didn't even look. I just walked over and he put my hand on the one Beethoven record I had. He's saying to me, I'd rather hear Bach, but all you have is Beethoven, so let's, let's listen to the Beethoven. So we did. And from then on, we had this conversation and so the first thing that happened to me is I heard him, but that has grown and now he can show me, I see pictures and the whole deal. Telepathy basically is reading energy and, and clairaudience I think is the most useful, especially with your guide, because you can actually hear specific directions. So I teach that and I do have a class Tuesday morning, any of you who want to join me and we'll go into depth on all of this. So uh, Christmas 1989, if anyone remembers, was a sad day because that was the big uprising in Romania and they killed the king and his family and I was very sad and I cried a lot because I said, this is Christmas Day and I said, when is the, when is the world going to stop being so violent? So I had a good cry and then I went out for a walk and, and uh, Darcy's telling me, listen, I've got to introduce you to someone. Sure, why not? And here comes a master guide. And, and uh, I was a little bit in awe, and I could tell it wasn't Darcy. First of all, it was when, you hear, when you're communicating with the higher realms, the angelic realms and the master guides and stuff, you, they have kind of a, a, a timber or a ringing to their words. And he said to me, the first thing the master guide said was, everything's going to change, and you're going to see it change. Would you like to be a leader in the new time? And I went, uh, what does that entail? I mean, are we talking Joan of Arc or what here? So they said, no, we just want you to write a book. <laughs> I said, okay, I can do that. So that was the dawn book. So uh, all of 1990, I got up at dawn every morning, one of the reasons it's called that, and I just wrote what Darcy told me. Darcy and I that worked that way. I call it telepathic communication and telepathic writing. It's not automatic writing because I hear him and he tells me and I write it down and I go, you sure you don't want to rephrase that? It'll be a better English if we did it, you know, da-da. But he tells me and I write it. That's how all the books were done. 
Now the Dawn book, the information was prepared by the master guides. Darcy studied with them and then he passed the information on to me. Now, what's so wonderful about the, the Dawn book, if you haven't seen it yet, is that it's very simple to understand. Very simple. It's not like, I, I, try, I started on Alice Bailey in the Tibetan, you know, and you have to read the same page, you know, for three days to try to even get anything. But this is very easy. And one of the things that really, some of the things I knew in there already, like the chakras and so on, but they, had, they, had, they have this, um, this gift to all of us on how to transform our emotions. Say you're really, really angry. There's an exercise in there, a visualization in there where you can take all that. They, they, first of all, they told me emotions are valuable. They're valuable. People say, I don't want to feel that, but it's valuable. So you take the emotion and you picture it as something and then it gives you directions on how to transform it into love and compassion. And, and then you can take some for yourself or send it wherever it needs to go. But you can take that emotion and change it. And, and According to the information, they didn't really want to give this in to, to humans because they were afraid it, they would use it the other way, you know. And so we're, it's a responsibility to use all this new information in the Dawn book correctly. It's, it's, like, it's like the Bible for our times. I mean, I'm not saying it's like the Bible, but it's, it's like an update of information and useful things for now. There's a whole section on enlightenment. If you want to go that route, they, it, it, step by step. All right, so I'm going to read, just to show you. I didn't, do, I didn't do this last time, but I'm going to do it today. Because it's going to show you two things. It's going to show you, first of all, how easy this book is to deal with, to read and stuff. And the second thing is the humor that the guides have, because they have immense sense of humor. Earth is a learning place. Many understand that fact. Let us add more to this picture. Life on Earth is only one slice of the pizza of a spirit's total evolvement. The other slices have similar ingredients but exist on levels other than the Earth realm. The slices are basically of equal size or value. The slice that is Earth incarnation is no more or less important than the other slices or levels of learning and evolvement. The other slices contain challenges to stimulate growth and evolvement of the soul, but these challenges are much different from those that exist here on Earth. It's important for each of us to ingest the experience of each slice, to chew and assimilate it thoroughly, to enjoy all the tastes and sensations, to experience each slice as completely as possible. This image of the pizza, though much oversimplified, puts Earth life in perspective. It shows that an incarnation on Earth is but one phase, or one slice, in a larger cycle of evolvement. And Earth life is not an end-all situation, only a step, a phase, a slice of the whole cycle. If we are going to liken the divine cycle of soul evolvement to a humble pizza, then let us at least picture the pie as loaded. There are many, many ingredients on the pie of spirit evolvement, many tastes, many sensations, sometimes a little heartburn and indigestion. As we ingest our slice of the pie in an earth incarnation, let us chew it slowly and thoroughly, enjoying all the flavors and experiences. If we gulp it down, we do not digest it properly, and what we have taken in is not utilized properly in soul development. And then there's a parenthesis, a spirit parenthesis. Pardon this unpleasant image, but we are dealing with gross matter here, end parenthesis. We might even regurgitate the ingested material in some way which would be seen as a
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Set back on the cycle. And I thank the master guides for that. There's also, toward the end, uh, an excellent section on um, leaders. We need new leaders. We need new kinds of leaders. You are all leaders in this new time. And it, it really gives great advice for being a leader in the new time. So that book was done in 1990, and I tried to get it published. I tried to get it published, and I tried to get it published. And finally, I said, this, is, this, is, this information is too important. So I got a bunch of friends together, and we made 130 copies. It was enough for me to go out and start teaching out of the book. And then in 1998, I had sold enough and saved the money to make a second edition, all self-published. And I still have a few of those. Um, but then, but then uh, Darcy said to me in the year 2000, Darcy, thank you, Darcy, said to me, uh, you know, write a book about me. If you write a book about me, that'll sell the Dawn book. <laughs> sure, I'll try anything. So that was the next book, Education of a Guardian Angel. And even though it's about his education and how he was specifically trained, it really applies to all your guides and all the wonderful guides who are in here. They all had to learn first step, unconditional love, second step, non-judgment, third step, all the tools that they used to help us, reading energy fields and understanding birth imprints and death imprints. The birth imprint is your astrological chart. It makes sense if there's a birth imprint that shows your potential for this lifetime. There's also a death imprint that tells what you carry over. So those of you who help people that are passing over, it's very, very important work. Because the more that they, they uh, feel loved and the more they feel that they're cherished, the easier it's going to be on the other side. This is a big, thick book. I remember Dolores, Dolores called me herself and she said, you know, you really have something different there, and not only that, everything you wrote in here goes with what I've found out during, you know, through my research and my writing. And she said, but it's kind of long. <laughs> so I had to edit out some, uh, I had to edit some, because there's, 
one of the things I love best about this is it really shows how karma works. And when we finished the book, I said to Darcy, I said, I don't really know if I want this to be out in the public because this is like my karma on a platter. You know, here am I and here's all my mistakes and here's what happened because of them. But he said, you know, a lot of people are going to learn and understand if you, and I don't know, okay, if you put it that way, I guess so. <laughs> But how spirit guides are trained is pretty much similar for all of you. Uh, Darcy died in 1836, and he, and I was born in 1946, so you see on Earth, any, I mean, time is different for them, but on Earth anyway, it was 110 years before he was ready to take me on as his charge and uh, to sign the contract. So what spirit guides do when you're ready to reincarnate is they sit down with you and they help you write your soul contract. You know, what are you going to, what are you going to accomplish for yourself this lifetime? And this does not have anything to do with material things. It has to do with your soul evolving. So you have your list of things. Usually number one is unconditional love for everybody. And then the, from that is designed your birth chart. And, uh, and then you pick your parents, right? You knew that. You knew you picked your parents, right? Yeah. I had a, uh, I had a choice of 20. And the thing is that they all had the same, they all had the same problem. <laughs> so it doesn't, didn't matter who I picked, you know. I was going to get the same situation. So uh, the, I think also what really, what really comes through, and there's a lot of great short, small stories within this, because it talks about the different lifetimes that Darcy and I lived together and, and how our karma evolved through those lifetimes. And so there's, what's great is, I mean, I didn't know about some of these civilizations. He was telling me about them. You know, there's a South American one, there's a couple in China. And so there's some really good stories within this. So this is like a cosmic parable. You can learn about how your guides were trained and still there's great stories. So, but my favorite thing about this book is it really shows how love knows no boundaries. It goes between all, all the walls, all the barriers, all the, the veil, everything. It, love goes everywhere. So if you're missing someone, someone's passed over and you really, you really miss them, then, you know, just send love because you know for sure that they get it. Now, that being said, I'm going to say that um, my mom passed in 2007. She was a kidney transplant. She was a very brave woman. She lived to 85. And what uh, Darcy told me a story this morning, she said that when Dolores passed over, my mother was there to greet her, along with many other spirits, of course, but my mother went up to Dolores and said, thank you for helping my daughter. So I do believe that Dolores and my mother both are looking in today at this talk and at this conference. Yep, this was my mom's. Now we get to the new book, and I want to spend the most time here. Now once, once, the, uh, once Dolores said she wanted Education of a Guardian Angel, then of course I started lobbying for the Dawn book because Education of a, of a Guardian Angel ends with the writing of the Dawn book. So they're a pair, really. One's a workbook and one's a story and with a lot of information. Okay, so once that all happened and, and Dolores called me and said, we, we, you know, do a little editing and we'll take your book. Um, you know, I said, okay, Darcy, we're done, yay. He said, no, we're not done. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, because we have a project and it might take a few years. Okay, what's this now, more books? He goes, eventually, eventually. He says, um, we want you to work with the elementals and specifically the elves because the elves are the ones who really care for the flora 
the elves and the fairies care for the flora. Now, the elementals, if you don't know, are called that because they are beings that are associated with each of the elements, fire, air, earth, and water. And I'm really dealing with the earth ones here because, uh, and if there's any gardeners here, I encourage you, yes, to work with them, to work with them. They will help you in anything that you're doing. Um, so, uh, okay, this is gonna take a while, so I'm gonna take a sip of water here. Also on stage with me is the beautiful being right here. Her name is Amari, she's my daughter. The first thing that Darcy told me is that the elves really wanted to have my help with something. I said, well, you know. And you know, it's, I, I wish they weren't called that because elves have such a, you know, already, already people have images of elves because of Santa and because of Lord of the Rings and all this, but you know, they really are beings that are very tied to the, to the earth and uh, the gnomes are as well, and the gnomes are the easiest to see, if those of you want to try to see them, because they're, they're the, have the densest energy. But the elves are the ones that I've been working with. So Darcy said to me, okay, uh, there are, there are, the earth needs help. The earth really needs help right now, and the elves want to, get, want to actually start working with humans. Now this is a long time coming. The elves have been avoiding humans <laughs> for a while. We haven't been that kind to the planet. And, uh, and the other thing that's happening, and you may have heard of this too, is that there are seven avatars that are being born now to help us through this transition into the new time, the new golden age. Now, the elementals are spirit beings. They're right here on Earth. They're part of our world. And they tend to the flora. The elves mainly take care of the perennials, the trees, the bushes, you know, the bulbs, that sort of thing. And the fairies are more with the annuals. The fairies are really into seeds, by the way, in case you didn't know that. I'm just learning about fairies because there's another book coming called Joys of a Guardian Angel, which is about the, has more to do with the elementals and the fairies. Anyway, an avatar, you know, there's the, you know, you know the movie and so on. But this is, it really means a god coming down in bodily form to earth. So what this means is that on this, there are seven, one for each different level, so that means there'll be a human one. That means that there's a very highly evolved spirit, very highly evolved soul like Jesus, who come down again and help you know, guide the earth through this upcoming transition. All right, so the seven leaders are all female. Are you ready for that? <laughs> And um, so I was asked to usher in the elfin avatar, that, that one. And that's, so that's the one I'm really gonna talk about because that's the one I know. The others I don't really know about, though I'm gonna try to learn. Spirit guides not only assist us, they also assist the other beings on this plane. So they often assist elves and other elementals when they, when they come in. All right, so. Darcy said to me, how'd you like to be your mom? wait a minute here, you know. First of all, this, I was like, I don't know, 50-something when he asked me this. And, uh, and I said, well, I don't understand this, Darcy. I mean, first of all, I didn't mention this, and some of you have heard me talk before. You know that I actually married Darcy in 1991. So he is my spirit husband. I also have an earth husband, which is actually the best of both worlds. Uh -huh. 
so, I mean, we're married, so this, was not, he was, this is not untoward at all. I mean, he was saying, okay. So, um, so I said, well, why? What? And he says, well, look, she has a purpose. This avatar has a purpose. She wants to be able to become visible to humans and be able to communicate with humans. And I said, well, that's a tall order. He said, that's okay, because humans are evolving and fast. You know, our, they say we use only a small part of our brains. Well, things, it's waking up. Our brains are waking up more and more. The telepathic center, right? It's waking up. So if you have telepathy going for you, you can communicate with anything because it's a way to read energy. All right. So he worked, he worked on me. He explained things over and over again. And finally, I agreed because it's hard to say no to Darcy. It's just hard to say no to spirit when they ask you to do something. And he did take time and explain it to me. And uh, so I've got one more card. Here we go. So the project for the elementals was very important to me and important to, to my heart. And uh, MRI is amazing. Her book, her book basically tells where she came from. Who was she before? What kind of energy does she bring into the earth? How, you know, she is, she is just so talented already. She brings in the ability to, to talk with everything in nature. One of the lifetimes she lived was as an Aquarius in the Cree nation. And she, he was a twisted hair and he'd go from tribe to tribe and he was all on his own and he never carried weapons. He only carried stories. And the way he protected himself was just to be able to, to read everything around him. He knew when trouble was coming, he would be able to climb a tree or, you know, whatever, to get out of the way. The other thing he was able to do, and this blows my mind, and I wish I could do it, he'd go into a new tribe, because he traveled around, he'd go into a new tribe and they would be speaking a different language, and he would, he would just say a prayer and he would adapt and be able to understand them, and he'd start telling stories to the children. So this is the being that we have walking among us now. She was born a month after the 9-11 attacks. I, never, I, I didn't understand that for a long time. But think about that day, and I think I talk, might have talked about this last time I was here. The world, compassion just poured out of almost everybody's heart for all the people undergoing and suffering from the different attacks and so on. The, and all the planes were grounded. There was peace and quiet and compassion surrounded the earth. And she needed that. She needed that to be able to come in. She's a very highly evolved being. And she needed that, that compassion and that quiet to actually come down. And then she was born. Um, she was, so she's going to be 16 on October 30th. Feel free to celebrate. Have a sweet 16 party for her. <laughs> but she's starting to work now. And here are some of the things that I've noticed in my own. I have five acres of land in Maine. Uh, like I said, I should be getting the beans in. Uh, and one of the first things I did when I bought the land was plant an orchard. And ever since she's been there, the orchard has been crazy. Just the, the pear trees are so loaded with pears, they drip to the ground. The plums just, you know, I have to go out and pick them just because they're waiting. I have to prop the, the limbs up. Um, I've been, I, I have been having a little bit of a, I've been having the blues a little bit because of a medical condition. And, but I'm learning that I can, I think I can change that. And so they were cheering me up and, and uh, 
Darcy and Emory both on stage with me today did something amazing. They, um, Lily of the Valley is one of my favorite things. And I was, I was coming home from doing a radio show. I still do lots of radio, in case you ever want to listen. And I was getting the mail, and I, all of a sudden the whole air filled up with the smell of Lily of the Valley. It was so amazing. <laughs> Where is it coming from? And I walked across the, the road. I mean, I live on a dead-end road. And there underneath the, big, the biggest maple tree was just thousands and thousands of Lily of the Valley that they had put there, that they had brought me from I don't know where. We had a little incident ourselves. <laughs> I thought I had lost something and, and I was very upset because it was made by a friend of mine. I'll show it to you. If you come to my workshop on Tuesday, we'll, we'll play with it. But um, you know I'm into angels, obviously. This is, I thought I had lost it. I couldn't find it when I got here, and I wanted to show it to you all. It's a pendulum that's an angel. See that? Put it in the light so you can see it. Isn't that nice? And I really thought it was gone. I didn't, you know, they searched my bag. I thought somebody liked it. I didn't know what happened to it. It was gone. And Donna and I searched the room, and we pendled with her pendle about it, and it was, oh, nope, it's not here. And then last night, right before we went to bed, I reached in my robe, and there it was. And I didn't put it there. I don't know how it got there, but it was, it was just, it was amazing. So anyway, yeah, come to my class if you can, Tuesday morning. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right. I'm willing to take questions at any time because I can tell stories forever here. But I, I'm real, I am really here for you. So if you have anything you'd like to ask me or about any of these books or anything that I do, please just ask. <laughs> yep, MRI's birth was pretty amazing. You know, it was an energetic pregnancy. I'm sure you're curious about that because it's all energy, right? It's all energy, but she's a being. And just like the, the, uh, the soul enters the fetus, ha- I think they have to have at least three days, this is human, humans now, two weeks to three days uh, bonding time with the, because you know why the soul doesn't come in before then? Because things could change with the mother. If, say there's a mother that was eating very healthy and so there were several souls that were looking at her for, to, to be their, their mom, and all of a sudden something happened in her life, maybe her man left or something, and she started drinking. That would be an entirely different atmosphere for the soul to come in. So those souls that have been looking at her would probably leave, and there would be other ones that need that situation for their own karma would, would, would decide to come in, right? So that's why, you know, the souls don't enter until right before birth. 
two weeks to three days. And that's the way it was with MRI as well. I think it was a couple, I think it was two weeks. I remember just having to stay grounded. And I remember having to, th Darcy's telling me what to do. He says, go out in your garden and, and put your fingers in the soil. <laughs> just to keep you grounded, because the energy was so intense. When, she came, when her, her essence came inside me, it was so intense. So I had to really focus on staying grounded. I did a lot of deep breathing. And I'm so glad that everything worked out okay with her. By the way, the next book, Joys, is that, that I'm about mm, two-thirds of the way through, is, the, is all about her brothers and sisters, because altogether I did this eight times. I know. The first four are all communicators, so they're here to actually work with you, human, with all humans, with you, with everybody. Uh, and the second four are healers. We can't have enough healers on this planet right now. We cannot have enough. And they're just babies still, so they're... they're the older ones, they're in their teens now, so they're starting to get busy. <laughs> and they will be here. The other thing about elves, too, is, and all elementals, is they stay a long time, right? They come and they stay, you know, middle age is like 400 years. So they, they stay 800, 1,000 years, you know, at a time. So that's why it's so important to get to know them. They have incredible wisdom. And MRI is going to be able to really help us all heal this planet along with the brothers and sisters. There's four of each, four males, four females. So two, the, tw the boys came in as twins. So that's the next book, though. All right. Questions? Come on, people. I'm here. Ask me anything. Yes. Got a mic for this gentleman? Uh, how can we uh, communicate directly with the elementals? I've been drawn to them since I was a little kid. I'd love to read and start to see them if it's a different, if it's a, uh, they're on a different level than we are, how can we start a communication process with them? Sure, good question. All right, well, everybody's, everybody's different, you know, because some of us communicate with spirit through our intuition, some uh, visually, some with uh, audio you hear. But I just suggest being with the, uh, being with the flora. Um, one of the sections in the Dawn book talks about lying down with the flowers. You know, of course, this is, you know, you just have to have your tick spray on. <laughs> I know. Remember we used to garden in shorts and sleeveless blouse? Remember those days? Oh, no, gone forever. All right, but, but uh, you know, just um, be, be with the flora and also ask. You know, especially if you're growing something. Do you have an orchard or anything like that? Yes. Yeah. Spend time in the orchard and ask to, to meet the, uh, the, the elves that are helping you tend the orchard. And be patient and, you know, and it's all about raising your personal vibration. A couple of the speakers talked about that. And that's another great thing about the Dawn book is it has exercises for that. And we'll, do, we'll go over some of that in my class. But, uh, you know, deep breath and just ask for them to show themselves or make themselves known somehow. Whatever works for you. And it could even be a dream. So, you know, so, but, you know, if you ask, spirit will answer. So, and that's what I tell people too. Whatever you want, you know, whatever you need, what, if you want to know your guide better, if you need help with something, ask. And I also suggest that you write it down. And um, when you do, be very specific. Uh, I mean it too. Look, look at what you write down and be extremely specific. 
because you may get something you don't realize. You know, and I've used this example before, but it's a really good one. I had a, a, a friend who was a, a doctor, and she really wanted to find a companion. So she, was, she had her list of everything she wanted in her perfect companion, or one any way that she could you know, be with. But she forgot to put unmarried. So she met the, this great guy, but he was married. So she started again, top of the list, unmarried. Listed everything again, started again. And, but the thing was she, she put navigated money well. Instead of in the present, she put it in the past, so she met this guy who used to be a millionaire, but he lost it all. <laughs> So, you know, you be careful how you phrase everything. I mean, because they pay attention. They pay attention to what you ask for. You know, the woman was talking about the, the fellow that, that invited in the UFOs. You know, be careful what you ask for. You know, and also use protection, really. We're talking about energy. There's, you want always the most positive experiences. So when you ask, you know, and of course your life guide loves you immensely. There's, they have a creed. They're never allowed to... to uh, scare you or frighten you or do anything to harm you. They may trick you from time to time. That's just to get you back on the right path. But um, you can really trust your life guide. But you should still use protective light when you're working with spirit. Put yourself in a, in a sphere of, of golden light, white light, whatever you prefer. And use it all the time. There's a lot, of, a lot of energy out there, and you want your experiences to be very positive, and you want to move forward with your, your work and your soul growth in a very positive way. There's going to be challenges, of course there, of course there are. You know, so. All right, questions? Yes. She's coming around. <laughs> How are we doing back there, guys? Good? Um, tell us a little bit more about what you know about these avatars. Yeah, I know. I wish I could name them all. I mean, obviously, there's a human one. There's one for the fairies. There's one for the elves. Uh, so there's, there's seven altogether, and I hope by the time I hopefully come back, <laughs> Julia, with the fourth book in the series, which will complete the series, that I'll be able to really give you specifics. But the whole reason they're here is to help us through this transition. And some of them will stay longer than others, obviously, because of the life expectancy of humans. I mean, the one that comes in as a human will probably be able to live 90, 100 years, but then the, you know, the one that comes in, like MRI is going to be here for know, a long time, 1,000 years. So, um, but they need, to, they need to hit all the different levels Earth, of Earth experience to be able to help us move through. And I'm going to ask for more specifics. Today I really wanted to pay attention to, to MRI because she's here. If you have any questions for her, you can ask her that too. Yes? Um, I'd like to know how the elementals feel about artificially created crops, the GMO plants. Do they honor those? Will they work with those? They're not happy about it, um, but they, they, love the, they love the planet, and they love the earth, and they love all the flora. So they have particular compassion for those because they have been humanly changed. And uh, so not, they don't ignore them, but they, they certainly are not happy about it. They, they're, they're so, they're, they have such big hearts. That's the thing about the elves. They're so, they're so loving and everything. And we've been 
we haven't had this connection with them and, and now we can have it and it's such a valuable thing, such a valuable thing. I hope that helped, I don't know. No, they don't ignore them, but they, they, they're not happy that it happened. Yes. Uh, I have a question. You said you work in the garden, but uh, with the flora. Uh, on the fauna, since there's so many birds, I have seen that mm -hmm. my garden has been a heaven now for birds. Have you had an interaction with those, with the ones that take care of the birds? Yes, indeed. Um, spirit, the spirit guides use animals and birds all the time. One of the things I tell people is that if even if you, you don't have telepathic communication with your spirit guide, that's okay. You want to know your guide. You say you want to know your guide. That's step one. And then your guide will send you signs and information. Who was it that talked about? Was it Dan that talked about signs? You look for signs, and birds are wonderful because, see, the spirit guides, and again, that's in the education book, it shows how spirit guides use birds especially because birds, are, you know, birds can move really quickly and can give, bring messages. Uh, so... If you're a bird person, always watch for the birds. And MRI's bird is a raven, believe it or not, and her two brothers have crows as their bird. And, and the raven is a, extremely magical. And the whole time that I was pregnant with her, the, the ravens were all around my house. They would fly over and talk to me. That time I talked about with my fingers in the garden, the ravens were flying around me. So the birds are great. All, all animals are, are signs, and they all are connected with this spirit and with spirit guides and with the elementals too, yeah. Anyone else? Yes. Well, I'll talk about spirit guides. That's my favorite thing because I really encourage each and every one of you to make your life guide your best friend and your partner. And your, your spirit guide is always there. Now, in the creed, uh, it says that they have to allow you privacy if you wish it. So therefore, you can ask and say, please step back, because otherwise they'll be right, like Darcy's right here, they'll be right there. And I, a great example of that is, I was uh, speaking to a sophomore high school class. My topic was women in the media, right, because I was on the radio, I've been on the radio since 1974. Still on, have my own syndicated show, still on doing live radio, all for free, <laughs> but that's the way it is. You know, I used to do commercial radio, but they never paid that well, and it really sucks now, so. Um, <laughs> so I was sitting in this class, supposed to be talking about women in the media, and the first thing I said was, ah, don't do it, you know, eh, you know, don't get into radio. And then we, I started talking about astrology, because I am an astrologer also. I've been, uh, I was an astrologer in Egypt, I come to find, and I was an astrologer to the pharaoh, and he would not make a decision without me and this other astrologer's input. So, um, in fact, I was even murdered in that incarnation because I, uh, he, always, he listened to me so much that they wanted me out of the way. Anyway, so we, I started talking to these 15-year-olds about astrology, and I could see that they were way more interested than anything I could say about being in the media. So there they are. They're, okay, now they're more interested. Talk about astrology. Great. Then I started talking about spirit guides, and they were on the edge of their seats. Ah, yes, I got them now. And so there's this one wiseacre, you've heard me tell this story, sitting in the, back of the, in the back of the class, he's tipping his chair back, and he goes, tell me what I'm thinking. Right? So, you know, Darcy's there right there. He helps me out. He gives me an image of a motorcycle. And I said, you ever thinking about your motorcycle? He goes, no, motorbike. <laughs> but I'm not done yet. That same classroom, 
If only the teacher knew how many times I talked about that. He's, he was a guy who, who liked to get people in and to talk so he could listen and he didn't have to do anything, you know. Sociology class it was. So that, so <laughs> oh, you do that too? Okay. Um, and, and so there, there was this young woman who about, uh, we, uh, you know, I don't know, what, she's 15, so young teen, sitting halfway back one aisle. And, and you know, and I'm not a voyeur, I don't go around seeing people, looking at people's guides, although I did happen to notice all of Trisha's last night. But, um, you know, there was, her, there was her guide, and I usually if they show me, if Darcy shows me a guide, I, I should say something, you know. So I said to her, uh, she raised her hand, she said, I have a guide, yes, he's with me all the time. I went, yes. In fact, I, he's, I said, he looks like one of Robin Hood's merry men. He's in hand-sewn clothing, it's all brown and green. He could melt into the forest, you know, and this described him, and oh, and he has a message for you. He says he goes with you on your walks after school. Her mouth dropped right open. She came from a troubled home, I learned later, and just used to throw her books in the door and just disappear, and no one knew where she went. So the fact that I said that, you know. So she was sitting there thinking about it while I was talking about other things, and then she raised her hand again and said, so my guide's with me all the time? I said, yeah, that guide is signed on to be your helper. And she said, does he go in the shower with me? <laughs> 15, you know. So I went, now you can ask him not to get in the shower, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I know, she's, she's but, but bless her heart, I bet it helped her. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You know, to know that she had that kind of spirit friend, somebody to protect her and be with her, you know, in, in tough times. We all have that. We all, that's the good news. We all have that. And your guys will go out of their way to help, to help you all. You know, uh, and it's, they offer many things. Again, we're going over this in my class. I'll give you all the, all the details about uh, the different things that they do. But even protection, you know, they put protective light around you. They you can use distraction. If there's trouble coming your way, your guide can pr provide a distraction so it moves off and doesn't come right at you. It's really, really, it, it's honor them because they love you. And you know what? The spirit guides think we're the brave ones because we're in human bodies. Being in a human body is not easy, right folks? Yes. It's not an easy thing, and we age, you know? And there's always something coming down the line. So, you know, they think we're the brave ones, and also we're the ones that can change things. They really, they can only help us see what to do. They can't change it, we have to change it, because we're, we're physical matter, you know? and we're living in a 3D world, so we're the ones that have to change it. We're the ones that need to heal the earth. We're the ones that have to change the scene. And we can do it. And they'll help us, especially with hard decisions. They can really help. Now, you know the pendle that I had. I'll get it out again just because I'm so happy I found it. <laughs> but um, this, 
if, if you just want to get started and, and you don't have the telepathic communication or the audio, the audio connection, audio clairvoyance, you can just start by using a pendle. And of course it's yes or no, but um, say, I'll show you, when you get your pendle, and you may have one already, the first thing you want to do is ask your guide to show you what, it, what yes is, because it's different for everybody. All right, show me yes. So for me, it goes in a circle like that. That's yes. And then you say, show me no. See how it wiggles in place? That's no. And you know I'm not moving this. So it's a very useful way to, do, to you know, and when I'm like in a, uh, I, I taught it when, that's how I met uh, Donna here. I, I taught in Calgary. I was there for a week teaching. And um, so they took me to a, they wanted, all wanted to get pendles, so we went to a, a, a gem store. And in a situation like that, you know, it's, it's noisy, there's lights, there's people coming and going. It's just so easy to use a pendle because you, you can just, there it is, it's something physical and you don't have to, you know, bring yourself to center and have quiet, you know, ask for a, ask for a message, you know. So it's just easy. Um, but also you don't want to depend on it too. You, you want to make your own heart-to-heart, mind-to-mind connection with your guide and you know, like every day. I mean, I have Darcy every day with me, helping me with whatever. And boy, he had to help me with the plane flight down here. Hello? Hi. Got a question. question. Uh, oh. Um, for the last two years, I've been hearing things like, um, like I'll have my head in the car and I'll hear somebody say clear as a bell, hello. And I look around everywhere, I walk out to the road, there's nobody there. Or other times I'll be halfway asleep. I'm, in other words, I'm in the process of waking up. Mm -hmm. And I will hear people greet me for the day. Yay! Uh, what is that? Is that going to be like elementals and, and fairies there? That's your life guide. Those are my, those? Yeah, the life guide is always first. Um, because the, the life guide is almost like I say, it's like a traffic cop. You have, a lot of people have more than one guide working with them, but the life guide has to give the okay because that guide is responsible for you. That guide has signed on the line. So if he comes to the door in my little thing here, it's okay to open the door and let him in? As long as you know it's your life guide. Your, li <laughs> your life guide doesn't need a door anyway. No, but your life guide comes first, and then after that, uh, like, all right, so when I was the very first time, I think it was the first time I was here, uh, which was a few years ago when we were down in Fayetteville, uh, there was a very handsome man, gray-haired man. Uh, he, he stood up and he said, I think my life guide left me. I said, what? No, they don't leave you. He said, yes, I, I, he said I was a, a professional golfer and I knew that my, my guide was helping me make those those plays because I was, they, I was always better, they, all the shots were better than I thought I could ever do. So I know it was my guide helping me. I went, well, great. He said, but I retired. I said, well, no, your life guide didn't leave you. Your life guide probably brought another guide on board to help you while you were doing the circuit. He, did, he, he played golf, professional golf all around the world. And then when you retired, that guide went on to help somebody else. So your life guide is still there. So he felt better about that. But so you have, like for instance, if you're a first time parent, they will often bring in some sort of nanny guide or, or some sort of help with parenting. If you change jobs, your guide will bring in someone to help you with that. Um, I mean, your guide, your guide has certain uh, skills, but um, they might not have exactly what you need at the time and they'll bring other guides in. Like I said, with Trisha, she had a lot of healing guides with her. Yeah, anyone else?
Yes. <laughs> uh, Annie, thank you. This has been very informative and excellent. Um, thank you. I had a question about what is it that makes you feel most fulfilled? And I'm thinking like in a spiritual manner. And do you have any suggestions uh, or wise counsel for us on how we can feel the most fulfilled, you know, in our daily lives, I guess? Well, of course, it's different for everyone. Thank you for the question. I'll tell you about me. But also, I would say everybody needs to have just a little quiet time away from devices and so on and so forth, because if you want to hear what your guide has to tell you, you need to give them time and space to do that, either going for a walk uh, or just being out in nature or just meditating by yourself. You know, I, I can't uh, tell you that I'm sure most of you are meditators or at least have given it a go. <laughs> Um, for me personally, it's singing. Uh, I sing lead in a Western band. I write cowgirl songs. And my band just got a, has a new CD out. My band is called Merry Go Roundup. And um, I've written songs like Tough Cow Gal and Talking to My Horse and stuff like that. That's really fun. And I sing with other, uh, uh, two other women and my husband plays guitar. And that's really, really fun. And I'm looking forward to a whole summer full of, and, you know, I'm in Maine. I used to sing with an acapella band, but, you know, where do you sing? You know, they did, they not, you know, so when it, now that I, I can sing at fairs with this band, you know, and it's still great harmonies, you know, in the, in the tradition of Sons of the Pioneers, those of you who know. And we started off doing Gene Autry tunes, and now we're doing a lot of original stuff, but we still do some Gene and some Roy Rogers and stuff. And it's really fun, and that fulfills me. And writing songs is my favorite thing to do. So, and, but it's gonna be different for everybody, but I do think you'll find a lot of fulfillment just with a little bit of quiet time with your guide. Your guide is right there. Acknowledge that. Your life guide is your, like, your, your personal guardian angel. When Dol Dolores and I were talking about the education book, I had a different name. I called it My Guide, My Angel. And she said, no, that doesn't say what it is. So it's, okay, training of a spirit guide. That does say that in small print at the top. But she said, let's use the word guardian angel because people are more familiar with it. And that's what they are. You, they are taking care of you. They're guarding you. They're protecting you. They're helping you. So let's call it, let's call it education of a guardian angel. So we just, that's what the series is now. It's the guardian angel series. And it's really... It's, I'm the guinea pig, they're using me as an example, but it really, you can glean so much information from it for yourself. It, a lot of the stuff applies to everybody. Absolutely everybody. If you need healing, ask for it. They, the, the spirit guides like to heal at night and, and they also like to do the four-way healing where you're probably your life guide would be at your head, kind of directing everything. Then there'll be a guide at your feet and there'll be a guide on either side. And while you're sleeping, they will help, you know, take out the stress or relieve whatever condition you're trying to heal. And you'll feel so much better in the morning. Ask for it. Ask for the, the four-way healing. Ask your guide to bring in whatever you need to feel better about whatever's going on in your life. And you will get it. Now, it, it could come in surprising ways. Uh, you know, it's sometimes people say, well, I, did, you know, I don't hear my guide. I can't, what can I do? It's all right. Just ask anyway write it down, and you'll get the information you need or you'll get the help that you need. And I think, is it, um, Julia, is you're the one that says it 24 hours or something? Is that you that said that? 
You get, you get something in 24 hours if you ask? Like, usually I would get three confirmations within a 24-hour period. All yes. right. Mm -hmm. I thought yeah. I heard that about you. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. So you can, you can really uh, start today working with your guide if you haven't already. And if you don't, uh, you know, I, I've, for years I did readings. I kind of I stopped. I do them in my class, though, in my workshop. Um, but I stopped because I was getting people coming to me for readings that weren't really taking it seriously, it, they wanted to know if they were going to date the guy down the block, and I'm like, well, okay, but we're talking about your soul here. I mean, kind of, don't you want to know about your, you know, what you're here to do, and da da da. So, but um, I, I prefer teaching. To me, it's, it's up to you to do the work. It's up to you to find the joy. It's up to you to have the fun of being with your spirit guide, because it is. And uh, Darcy and I have had some great times uh, and he's, he's also got a great sense of humor. And I'll tell, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you a story about that. And I've, I don't know if I've told it here or not yet. Don't forget he's British. So very wry wit, as they say. So, so we, 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 there is in Solon, Maine, where I live, is along the Kennebec River, and there used to be a railroad there, and they've made it into a walking path, which is very nice. And so I like to walk there because, especially with my back injury, um, you know, it's nice to be <laughs> flat. It's very hilly in Solon. We're in the foothills of the mountains up there. So. so I'm walking along, and the first thing Darcy says is, how would you like to see a gnome? And I said, yes, let's see a gnome. So he said, okay, scan. And I scanned, and sure enough, wasn't there a fuzzy spot, you know? I could see right where the gnome was, how tall he was and everything, because the, 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 there was a blur in the landscape. His, the energy was right there. So I said, hi, Gnome, and we went on, and then he said, how would you like to see a very holy place? I went, oh, yes, a holy place. I'd love to, I mean, there's a holy place around here. So we walked further along, and then he said, okay, go toward the river. Walked into the river, and there was this big pine tree that was leaning out over the river. I went, and I saw it, and I said, is this it, Darcy, is this it? Yes, so I walked out. And I looked down, and the earth had fallen out between the roots, and so there were holes everywhere. <laughs> but that's not the end of the story. A couple of years later, I, I did, a, I did a, a little mini class with a woman and her two daughters, and it was on that same river. They lived up the river on the other side, up in Bingham. And uh, it turns out, that they had spread the Father's ashes at that very spot. So you see, it was a holy place, too. So there you go. The, his, yeah, Darcy's wet. He's laughing now. He's having a good time. He's glad you're all here. And Emory is amazing, because she, she doesn't often travel with me, because she's really more comfortable at home, you know, with my, in my orchard and around. But she really wanted to come today, because this is her book. So she wanted to be here. Any questions for her? For Darcy, for anybody? Aha, yes. This is a selfish question because my birthday is also October 30th. Oh, nice. So I would like to know the significance of her choosing that date. Well, it is uh, the beginning of Scorpio uh, from an astrological point of view. So it's a very, it's, it's, a, it's double Scorpio, if you know, if anybody knows astrology. It's very, very emotional. So it's all about heart and heart and, and really intense emotions and, and heart. 
And she has that for the planet and for all of us who are trying to improve things on the planet. And also it's a very powerful sign. You know that, I'm sure. It's one of the four power signs. It's a fixed sign. It's, it, and it's power of the water. So water is very precious, I would think, to you and to, to her as well. And a lot of times, you know, we go to the river or we go to a lake or something, you know, because that's, it's very important to her. But it, it is a power sign and it's, a very, it's all about deep, deep emotions and big heart. Uh, Scorpios do tend to play it close to the vest, you know, and unless you had like a, a Pisces rising or, or something where you'd really like, you know, that, but, uh, you know, still the deep emotions there, whether you show it or not. And that was, uh, I was surprised she picked that day. I said, please don't pick Halloween. So. Um, I wanted to go, have is two questions. First, I wanted to check um, uh, for house. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Aries of Elf. I, had, I remember having a brownie at my house. I wanted to ask you about that. And then I wanted to ask you about the significance of the crow if you could expand on that mm -hmm. because all of a sudden I have crows visiting me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh okay yeah the, the fairies I'm just starting to learn about the fairies the brownies is a type of fairy uh, and they're, they're really into seeds and sometimes you see them depicted wearing like a, um, a half of an acorn for a hat or on a leaf or something but the, the fairies are really into seeds and I can't tell you how important seeds are uh, I have friends right now, I live in, I live in uh, near a town, the town of Skowhegan, Skowhegan, Maine. There's only one Skowhegan in the world. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's an, it's an Indian name. And there's a woman there who bought the old jail uh, and she's repurposed it into a grist mill. And so she is now hiring people to grow grains there in Maine where they haven't grown for years and years, decades. And the whole idea of heirloom saving heirloom seeds and passing them on. Some of you may know people who do that or do it yourself. It's very important. We're losing varieties left and right. Every year we use, lose more. There used to be, I think, 270 varieties of cauliflower and now there are seven, something like that. I mean, it's, I'm not sure about those numbers, but it's that kind of drastic reduction. And a lot of that's due to the GMO that you were talking about. And the seed companies just choose the ones that work the best. You know, the heck with the, the, the fact that you like these heirlooms better. I also befriended a greenhouse. I, I, see I, do, I do a syndicated show where I interview people and talk about things. I did one about putting the garden in. That's how you say it in Maine, the garden. And, uh, and this guy runs a greenhouse, 10 greenhouses. And so he, you can go to him and say, I really like this variety. Would you start it for me? And he has enough room to do that. So he has 25 different heirloom tomatoes in his greenhouses. People like that who keep, the, keep it going, keep the seeds going. It's very, very important. So, uh, so the fairies are, are into that. And crows are, uh, all, all the birds, uh, crows are so smart, first of all. They're very smart. You know, they may not have the prettiest call and, and they may not be the, you know, as colorful bird, but they're really smart. And when they come to visit you, they, they're, 
you know, they like you. <laughs> You've got good energy if the crows are hanging around you. My two boys, after MRI, the twins were born, and they have, they have crows all around them all the time. And uh, I, I always plant something for my, my elfin children. I planted uh, white roses for MRI. And for the boys, because they were born in April, I planted forsythia. And I put crow feathers in, around the bottom for them. And they, their stories in the next book, but I will say that uh, one of the things when, I, when I'm bringing in an entity with Darcy, and it was important that we were both involved because they really need, they needed me as an earth, as a human, as an earth to, to ground them and for them to understand what the human experience is. In order for them to communicate with us, they needed to understand. So they needed to go through me to understand that. And, you know, I mean, they're actually, they're raised in, in a nursery with, by the elves. I don't raise them because what do I know about raising an elf? But I still let them come through me for that experience. And I always learn about who they were before. And so the, the, the twins, I will give you this little hint about the next book. The twins, uh, Ogerai and Eulerai, um, one was King Arthur and one was who the, the legend, the, the person who became known as Robin Hood in legend. And what's great is they tell me their story and it's the real story. It's there for, through their eyes, or actually it comes from their spirit guide. Their spirit guide usually comes to me and says, I helped him when he was King Arthur, and this is how it happened, and this is my part. That's what's great about talking with the guides, because they, it's all from their perspective. All of these books are written from the perspective of the spirit guide, not mine. I'm the scribe. I know I'm the human person here telling you about it, but it's all from the spirit guide perspective. The, the two guardian angel books are, are Darcy talking, so you'll really get to know him and love him. He's, he's, he's humble. He's smart, and he's got a great sense of humor. And then, of course, the Dawn book was prepared by the Master Guide, so that's in their words. And anything I didn't, when I did that Dawn book, anything I didn't understand, I asked them. I said, explain that better. I don't understand that. I want everyone to understand everything I put in here. So I hope you understand it, too. If you don't, I'm gonna, I have cards. Come see me at my table, and I'll give you my card. Please keep in contact with me. I love it. You know, I'm good at email. Anybody else? How are we doing? For? Okay, got a fellow right down here in front. Thank you all for being here. I know it's early. Thank you. It's early for me. I'm a singer, right? You've been talking about birds, and when my wife and I bought a, a beautiful hilltop in in about 30 miles from here, south of here, we thought, oh, we had this beautiful eagle's view and these soaring birds. And it turned out they were all vultures. Okay. And, and we, <laughs> then, then we lovingly call our place Vulture View. But I think, <laughs> I, I think it's such a, such a graceful bird, but I don't think it gets much respect. Can you You're talk correct. about yeah, the vulture? It is. And you know, they, they all, ev everything has their place. And certainly the vultures do too, you know. They're, they help keep everything cleaned up. Bless their hearts. That's nice. When um, I finally had, did my dream, I, at that old Civil War house I talked about, um, my, the reason I bought the land and bought that place is because it's a south-facing hill and I wanted to build a passive solar house, which I have now done with my husband. And the day we moved in, which was New Year's Day, an eagle circled right overhead saying, welcome, welcome. It was great. So yeah, watch the birds. They will... 
And yes, you're right, they need more respect. They help keep the earth clean, bless their hearts. Yes, over here. After you've seen the birds, how do you know what they mean? Well, first of all, see what your intuition tells you. Also, um, well, I mean, we've got some vultures over there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, think about what the bird does. And also, there's, there's, there's a lot you can get, you can really get into this, because look at whether it's flying left to right or right to left. I had an owl fly in front of me in the daytime, and right after that I had a terrible argument with a, with a really good friend of mine, and we were never really healed that all the way. Also, another time I, was, I used to work at this radio station, a couple times I've worked at these radio stations up on these hills, these little trailers, you know. And I was driving home, and uh, all of a sudden there's a hawk and it's flying right next to my window like this as I'm driving. And I'm like, whoa, what does this mean? And it turns out that the station was on fire. The station was burning. So you, sometimes you don't know till later what they're telling you, but the thing is when you do have some kind of real close encounter like that with a bird or an animal, pay attention. That's what it's saying, pay attention. And then you know, maybe you'll get the answer for what it is because it's gonna be different all the time. You know what well, it means. if we're going to look at that, uh, when I was leaving, get, leaving to come here, and I was waiting, I was waiting for my friend to come out, and three bluebirds, and I thought they were extinct, and I, <laughs> and I called somebody, but there were three of them circling around me, and I've never seen them before, and I, and I think that was an omen of good things happening. Absolutely, you are so fortunate, because <laughs> because they, yeah, they're. They're not everywhere, so no. bless you, that's, that was really good, you're right, that's really good. So and that, I, you know, I, your guide might have brought them just to cheer you up, <laughs> it's, it's possible. That's true, in the mornings that's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? All right. Uh, I don't know if you saw my presentation, but bluebirds led me to my home. My guides told me that the bluebirds would lead me, and sure enough, they did. And the first day that I was in my, well, before I really moved in, and I was painting the room upstairs, and I had all the windows open for ventilation, and I turned around, and they say bluebirds really are just usually two at a time. I had six bluebirds on ah. the ledge of the window watching me paint. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's terrific. That's wonderful. That's really great. I know that Dolores really liked uh, the red, she would talk about the red birds, the, the cardinals, yeah. So, yeah. I'll have so, sound. Isn't there, the, isn't that the same bluebird of happiness? Yeah. Isn't that a saying, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. returning joy. Yeah, that's what she's saying. So okay. your guides will bring you things yeah. to cheer you up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, so that's often the case. That I, you listen, and also, if you, if you I, wa- I love the robins. They sing in, at dusk, and I walk out at dusk just to hear them. And, if I, and I'll say, I love that. Sing that again. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's hear it again. Sing it again. Mm-hmm. And they will. They like being appreciated. The birds know. The birds, can, the birds get it. They get your energy. I just wanted to make a comment. When you talked about the hawk, I don't know if anybody noticed, but your fingers, the silhouette of your fingers were on the screen, and they lock, look like hawk feathers. Oh, they did? Yeah, as soon as Thank you said you, it. Darcy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's Darcy helping me out, man. I didn't do that on purpose, you know, unconsciously. I, 
That's funny. Thank you. That's great. Yeah, watch the birds, watch the animals. Um, I always, I always notice when there's when there's any kind of because I live out. Well, I live in I live closer to Quebec City than I do to Boston. I'm about an hour from the border of Canada, from the Beauce, if you know Maine and Canada at all, Quebec. And uh, and I I have lots of animals around me. One one time I was um, offered a job doing. Uh Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, radio. Uh, I moved. I moved to my little town because I was doing radio, and there was a big frequency that covered all of the central Maine and into Canada. And I worked there for 20 years off and on. And they were. And but I kept getting. I have been fired. Hey, everybody. This is going to make you feel better. I've been fired 10 times in my life. Eight of them in, in radio, eight of them in radio, the other, the other two other jobs. But, you know, I do tend to say what I think. <laughs> With respect, you know. Uh, but they, so I had this opportunity to go on middays back at the same station. And I, and I was, I didn't, really have a good feeling about working with the, we were supposed to do it as a duo, and if you're going to work with a partner on the radio, you better have some good chemistry going on. I didn't think we had that. I didn't think we had that. So I refused the job, even though I needed a job. And the, the very day, I w the very moment that I was supposed to be in the interview, a moose walked out on, on my land, on my, into my garden. And I said, and it was a, it was a um, female moose, and I said, thank you for confirming my decision. <laughs> You know, so so they will they will give you affirmations and you know they'll help you every which way. Um, a quick sign or story that follows up with the, the moose giving you a sign, um, and I wish I would have thought of this yesterday when I gave my presentation when we were talking about signs, but it, it slipped my mind till now. When um, my wife was a surgical nurse for thirty years and the stress had really gotten to her and it was difficult. Um, just to deal with it, and it made me feel so bad. So it took me a while to convince her to retire. So she finally retired, but she had a lot of doubts about it, you know, mm -hmm. financial and so on. Well, the, um, if I remember it right, the first day that she retired, that night we heard a, a funny barking outside our window. Now we live in Omaha, Nebraska, and it's 360,000 people, but if you add the suburbs, almost a million. And we live in there, but we have an unusual acreage in town with our own small forest. Well, anyway, um, we heard this barking, and I don't know, one of us looked out the window, and there was a fox sitting down by the window looking up at us, barking. <laughs> and we thought, what in the world? And quickly we realized, this has to be a sign that yeah. you're doing the right thing. Yep. Well, that one was great, but then one of her very best friends, some months later, or a year later, was going to change jobs, going from surgical nurse to become a school um, nurse. Much less pay, but much less stress. Yeah. And um, if I remember right, Julie also had, was it her? Oh, it was outside our window again. We hadn't seen a fox, but once in 10 years. Uh, the night 
the Julie's the day after Julie also changed jobs and left her job again we heard some howling and some noises outside the window and I looked out the window and a fox was running across our front yard and then ran into our backyard uh -huh. so that's two yeah so then my retirement came up the next year and I thought oh this is gonna be cool I'm gonna see a fox and <laughs> So I did that, and I retired and everything, and that night I kept kind of waiting, and it didn't happen, it didn't happen. And so the next day I got up, and I'm kind of walking like this, and we're walking our dogs like we always do, and we come back through the back way of our forest area, and I'll be darned if I don't look into our back forest, and there, there she was, uh -huh. beautiful fox, looking at me, and gave us a good look, and ran over, and leaped over the fence like nothing. There you go. And, and, and I just about lost it. And yeah. I wished I would remember to tell that story yesterday because three people okay. and three times the fox. So your moose, the fox, yep. they're very similar. Yep. Thank you yep. for that and long the hawk, story. Right? The hawk flying next to my car when the, the radio station burned down. That was, uh, that was intense, too. There's a, yeah. And, you know, you, your guides, if you really need some kind of confirmation, your guides will bring you a sign of some kind. You know, it, obviously your guy didn't know how much it meant to you until you were like, oh, it didn't happen. You better get that fox, come on, bring the fox back from the other side of the forest and get him in here. Anybody else? I really do, oh, oh we got a few here, yes. I really do hope some of you come to my workshop. I would love to spend time with you. Um, I, I was going to ask you just what kind of a sign the robin means because for several years, we had a robin in the backyard uh, in front of the, my husband's lawnmower. Well, then she finally came up and built a nest on the porch two different years. Well, then a couple years ago, we didn't see her. But this year, there's another robin there in the front yard, and she's talking to us just like, and I think uh -huh. this is one of the, the robins that was born on the front porch, and yes. she's, she's back. And, and talking just like her mother did. There you go. I think you've got that <coughs> nailed. I think that's right. Yeah. Because, the, you know, birds don't have a real long life. So the, the daughter came back. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. And robins, to me, are, are also about joy and happiness. Their song is so beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful songs you can hear. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love how they get in the highest tree. And so the song goes far and wide. And then there's the woodpecker. It pecks on my house. I have a cedar house and loves to peck on my house. I just wanted to share a story about uh, three fairies that I saw while on ayahuasca. Um, we, Where uh, were you? Well, it's, what state was that? Uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Okay. And we were working with a shaman and we did ayahuasca. And I was afraid to shut my eyes and do the journey part. So I was like keeping my eyes open and just looking at the rocks and, and the way that the world waves when you're on ayahuasca. Okay. And so, um, at any rate, I noticed that there was this shimmer, like you were talking about when you saw the gnome. Gnome, yeah. And, um, and it was against the rocks, and uh, I just kind of just focused on it and realized that it was three fairies. And they were quite surprised that I was able to see them. That's wonderful. <laughs> and that kind of scared them. And they were like, oh, she can see us. What do we do? <laughs> and they were freaking out a little bit. And I said, it's okay, it's okay. And I put out my hand. I said, go ahead. It's all right. You can touch it. And one of them was brave enough to fly over from the rock and touch my finger. And just like, like, a, like an animal that wants to like 
snatch a piece of food out of your hand real yeah. quick, you know, just touch me real or, quick. Or, or have a back. little sniff. What do you smell like? Yeah, yeah. It was really cute. That's yeah. wonderful. That's a great story. And yes, yeah, so see, these things can happen, and they're going to happen more and more frequently, especially now that MRI's here and her brothers and sisters are all here. But, the, but the really, this is gonna, the, there's a door opening so that we can have this communication with the elemental kingdom, which we've really been lacking. And now, it's, now it can thrive, and I encourage you all to to go forward and enjoy your elves and fairies and gnomes and whoever, whatever else. Wherever you live, there's going to be something you can enjoy. Your birds. Yeah. Do you any more? Do you have another question back there? Yeah. I have a son who sees things and has since he's been about two, maybe younger. Um, how do I... He hasn't articulated what it is. What do you think a child would be seeing? His guide, probably. I mean, his guide's going to be right there. Uh, and, of course, probably all of you know this because you're all really tuned in, um, but the, the children that have been born since the uh, um, harmonic convergence are, are really, they have different DNA. They're programmed for the, the, the new time that's coming. So a lot of them are being misdiagnosed and given drugs they really shouldn't need to take and so on and so forth. So when, uh, when you see a gift like that in a youngster, you know, in, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say encourage it, but accept it and make sure he knows that it's normal for him. And then um, one of the things that Dawn Book talks about is finding psychic teachers and healers that can help the young, the young people. That, that's something I'm going to do if it comes up. If it comes up, I'll do it and I'll help them. Because it's, it's much better to have them uh, talk to somebody who understands that kind of phenomenon than have them be drugged into, you know, oblivion. So help the children. Anyone else? We're good, aren't we? Uh, yeah, so my workshop is Tuesday morning and I'm going to be uh, teaching telepathy. I'm going to be teaching how you can work with your guide and we'll go into a lot of detail uh, about that. And we're going to be using the, the Dawn Book primarily because in the Dawn Book there are lots and lots of uh, visualizations and exercises to use to help you raise your personal vibration, which is what it's all about. You raise your personal vibration, you activate more of your brain, and you're able to do more work and connect more with your, your, your life guide, who is so ready, <laughs> so ready to work with you. And, and there are so many here today, gosh, filled up. And of course, the elementals. Uh, and even if you live in the city, go into the park and you'll be able to connect with them as well. Thank you all for being here. is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.